Hey there, everyone. My name is Ari, and welcome to Made of Metal, a motivational podcast where we tell stories about regular people overcoming insurmountable odds. So hello, hello, hello again, everybody. Um, Wow, we are really uh, moving through the year. I'm very excited. I saw like we had a full day of sun yesterday. Big deal for me. I don't know about you vitamin D deficient girlies like myself, but it's it was a big thing. It was a big deal. Um, I've been getting back hiking. I've been getting back into regular therapy. So all of this has really culminated into a really start to a great year. And to cap that, I have an incredible young lady on today who talks about a subject that is very near and dear to my heart. And I mean this from a personal perspective and also from an, an informational perspective. I love it's a subject matter that a lot of people shy away from, but I believe in truly confronting the stigmas and shames associated with the human experience. So with that, this lovely young lady. Hello, Whitney. Welcome. Hi. for be- Thank Hi. you. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for being thank on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So like I said, love chatting with you. And I also loved what we talked about. And um, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So please feel free to jump right in and, and you can introduce yourself or jump right into um, your story. Yeah. Uh, So I'm Whitney. I um, am a wife of almost 13 years. We have three daughters. I am a trauma coach and I live with complex PTSD. So that is what we're going to talk about is (laughs) how um, that showed up in my life and how I have been handling it. So just small backstory, I do come from uh, childhood neglect, abuse, there is um, sexual assault mixed in there and spiritual manipulation. And the difference between PTSD and complex PTSD, um, typically PTSD results from one type of exposure to a stressful situation, whereas complex PTSD normally originates in the developmental years of childhood, and it is chronic exposure to stressful situations. It doesn't have to be one episode. Most of the time, this happens over years of just a person living in chronic stress, uh, not knowing how their caregivers are going to react, not knowing um, what the day is going to hold. And it's just very chaotic for their little brain to understand their environment. Uh, First of all, thank you for that differentiation between... Uh, like a PTSD episode and in, in mm-hmm. complex PTSD and what that entails. Yeah. Like I said, I, I was so excited to have this conversation because I love your attitude about how you're just so very positive and in, in forward and direct about your experiences and, and what you've experienced. So I would like, 
please, please continue. And uh, just, I just want all the, I just want all the listeners to like absorb that, like the difference between like, cause it, it is so often sort of, you know, aligned as sort of the same experience. And while there are similarities, it is sort of a fundamentally different experience. So it yeah. is, it is. And it's treated completely different. Um, mm-hmm. yep. Currently the DMS five, which is the the book on mental health disorders, does not acknowledge complex PTSD, which makes it very challenging for therapists and psychiatrists to be able to help you. Because Mm -hmm. without that diagnosis, they cannot accurately treat you. Um, So a lot of times people with complex PTSD get misdiagnosed with such things as bipolar disorder or um, borderline personality disorder. Uh, They can be dissociated identity oh, so disorder. Dis- yes. Yeah, that one. Yes. Um, so know exactly what you were, where you're kind of just disconnected as yeah. a whole. Yes. And absolutely. in the umbrella of complex PTSD, it can manifest in different ways. Um, so I struggle with a lot of sensory processing disorders. Um, I struggle with um, OCD. I like to be in control of a lot of my environment because I didn't have control of my environment as a child. So that is a way that I can cope to feel safe in my in my own skin and what's going on around me. I I protect my home because it's my safety. Yes. <laughs> I'm very intentional with my, oh my relationships. Mm-hmm. So Let's maybe jump back a little bit and let's talk about what happens to the brain when you are in such chaotic environments as a child. Yes, yes. So a lot of the times what happens um, in a complex PTS brain, um, there's a couple of different things. So mm-hmm. one of them is your amygdala ends up becoming enlarged. And that is kind of what is responsible for your fight flight, freeze, or fawn responses. Mm -hmm. And so when that happens, you end up living in a state of like chronic hypervigilance, always on guard with your environment. That's where a lot of anxiety can come from. I live with a lot of anxiety. You know, it's hard for me to trust my environment. Like, all right, you kind of looked at me sideways. Where are we going with this? (laughs) Oh my God. It is so right. Or the future in general, the just thinking about the future. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. okay, what can I do to guide like the outcome or I'll, you know, you, I know you know what I'm talking about. Just feeling out of control in certain situations. Mm -hmm. And it just gives you, it heightens your anxiety even more because there's only so many elements that you can control. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yes. And living with it on a daily basis, literally, it's just a part yeah. of the everyday. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that happens is your uh, hippocampus ends up uh, shrinking and that is responsible for um, how we learn and remember things. So when that shrinks, we end up living in emotional reactivity. 
So with that paired with the enlarged amygdala and then trunk, is that a word? Oh yeah, yeah trunk. Yes, hippocampus. Yes, yes. <laughs> you are <laughs> correct. The grammar oh, police approves. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but that combination you do, you end up living in your um, learned memories and it's hard to get out of those reactive responses. We also end up producing the uh, stress hormone cortisol a lot more than the average person. Will that also contribute to like trouble forming memories as a whole? Like you have not memory loss, but there will be periods of your childhood that are just very, very murky, very, very yeah. unclear. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. So... Yes, I'm not exactly remembering where that is formed, but also, oh no, no, um, yeah, yeah. There's just so many yeah. components. Yeah, like my yes. brain sucks too sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But yes, memory loss, all of that kind of stuff. Those are actually really normal for people with um, complex PTSD because mm. when you're in those states, you can um, have interruptions of your consciousness. And that is where you get your daydreaming, your uh, memory gaps, you disassociate. And that's, that's a survival tactic. You feel unsafe in the moment and your mm-hmm. brain switches off. Like when you enter into that stressful situation, the non-essential systems of your body and brain just shut down automatically and you end up activating your um, sympathetic nervous system. And that is what releases all of those hormones and starts the oh, fight or flight my God. process. Okay. You go on guard. Gotcha. Just to survive. Mm-hmm. So it's a defense mechanism, essentially, Absolutely. from you sort Absolutely. of absorbing the brunt of all of that. I, mm. Yeah. Yes. So I, one of yes. my main survivals is fawn. Mm-hmm. I am either freeze or fawn. Because How do you I'm recognize it? Little girl. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna be able to fight you. I'm 95 down. <laughs> Shit, I'm all right. Like, I'm being honest about my limitations right now, okay? I'm trying to save myself. That is hilarious. Oh my gosh. No, how did so you know when I guess growing up and not just growing up, but when you became self aware of these sort of um coping mechanisms and the mm-hmm. way that you respond in the situations. So you could recognize that when you encountered a stressful situation, you would freeze or fawn. What did that look like for you? So I was not diagnosed with CPTSD until almost three years ago. So this is relatively new for me. Oh my gosh. Um, So did you know? Did you you think it was like normal? Were you like... I totally thought my childhood was normal. I went through several very unhealthy relationships in my early 20s. And there was just this part of me that kind of woke up one day and I was like, this is like, this cannot be my reality. There has to be more. Mm -hmm. And so I started really just kind of getting rid of the unhealthy stuff. And I ended up meeting my husband in that time. And um, he is just a very gentle soul. And I mm-hmm. could not have asked for a better partner oh. for the journey that I 
ended up going through, even with yes. him. Like, it mm-hmm. was hard. But in 2019, I ended up just kind of waking up one day and I was like, man, I have the American dream. I've got mm-hmm. the husband, the kids, like we're financially stable. I have a nice house. Why am I so unhappy? And yeah. I just couldn't pinpoint yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up going to see a therapist because mm-hmm. literally anybody would look at me and I would just start bawling. I'm like, I have no idea what's wrong. <gasps> oh my God, I can't yeah. control this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the therapist asked me, like, so what brings you in? And I just broke. I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I am just miserable and I have no idea why. Right. And so we started looking at, you know, my current life, and then we started diving into my history. And that was when so much was brought to my attention. Um, and I I ended up becoming just like a book worm. I hated learning before mm-hmm. therapy. And now I'm just like, I can't get enough. And a oh lot of God, that came so from- awesome. That is so awesome. My intelligence being challenged as a child or being made to feel like, oh, oh you God. just don't understand the situation. Like you're remembering mm-hmm. this wrong yep. or, you know, you totally missed the point. Let me explain this to you again. And just very dismissed and kind of shoved down. So mm-hmm. I I didn't try. And I just really thought that I wasn't smart. And so I just started taking all this knowledge in about how your body interacts to stress and Mm -hmm. how in early developmental, like what a child really needs to be nurtured. And then on top of that, like, you know, I have three children. So I started seeing a lot of anxiety and perfectionism, things that I struggled with. I started seeing that manifest in my own children. And I'm like, Mm. no, Right. Absolutely not. This Uh cannot be your reality, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I really just had to take a step back and break down every aspect of my life and just reform it. How do I want to live? How do I want my children to live? And just broke it down as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. And just rebuilding one piece at a time. So taking that sort of ground up approach, did where did you start? Was it starting within yourself? Was it starting with your relationships? Because I can personally attest to like the consequences of having complex PTSD and that you really <laughs> struggle with your relationships, even in cases with your family where you feel like you mm-hmm. shouldn't be, but it, it is a struggle. And <laughs> I, where did, where did you begin? Where did it begin with you? With myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. I had zero trust in making decisions. I didn't trust myself. Oh, wow. I had no ability to be given decisions mm-hmm. and be able to make a decision. I had to go to other people to help me make a decision. Oh, that external validation. Yeah. That external valid because you there was so much value was placed on that growing up mm-hmm. that they become sort of your like yeah. default. Yeah. Oh, wow. So until I learned how to trust my own instincts and trust that I knew what I needed, 
Mm-hmm. It was hard for me to go outside of myself. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely a period, and God, I, God bless my husband. Yeah, <laughs> he put Aww. up with a lot of a lot of crap while I was yeah. digging into myself. Oh. But there was probably a six month window where I was just like, "F the world, F you. This is what I need. Yeah. Take it or leave it." Mm-hmm. And you, know, I mean. He really just stuck with me through it. But, you know, being able to get to that point where I could be like, okay, I now know what I need. Now I can try and incorporate what you need and we Mm -hmm. can be flexible with one another. And I can Mm -hmm. trust that you're not trying to manipulate me because that was the thing. Like, I love him. Right. And I thought I trusted him. Right. But everybody else in my life that I thought I trusted would manipulate me to get what they wanted. Mm-hmm. So I needed that space to be able to say, no, I need to be selfish for a time. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is so, <laughs> I'm like beyond happy for you. Like I'm so, I feel oh, pure so joy sure. in my heart for you. <laughs> Truly. It's just like, wow, that is such a, I, I can hear just from the way that you're speaking and sort of the revelations that you've you've outlined, you've had some serious, you've done some serious internal work. And yeah, and that is, <laughs> that's so good though, because it's, yeah. you know, everybody benefits from it. You benefit from it, your family mm-hmm. benefits from it, all of, you know, the, the, your, the future, future self benefits from it because you just continue yeah. building on. What sort of, do you have any sort of like daily tools or daily routines that you use to sort of keep you on the, on, on, on the, the good thought patterns, like uh, gratitude uh, every morning or meditation? Me personally is meditation. Mm-hmm. I love it. Just taking a few minutes to kind of go through all the reasons why I am grateful to be alive today. What, yeah. what is something that you sort of lean on? Um, coffee first thing in the morning. Um, yeah, <laughs> I have three children. Coffee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, honestly, like I am still working on that aspect of it. Um, I feed my mind with uh, reassuring myself that my experience is normal. So I'm constantly just reminding myself and affirming, like I am enough. I do mm-hmm. not have to play a part to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's huge for me because being somebody who does struggle with fawning, I, you know, my go-to is to change who I am in the moment to be pleasing to you. Yep. And so I have to fight that. Yep. All the time. <laughs> wow, so which is difficult. I'm learning to, Very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I am a bubbly person, and not mm-hmm. everybody enjoys that. So when I see somebody's facial expression that doesn't meet mine, I will tone it down and I'll be like, okay, yeah, I can do that. Mm-hmm. I can kind of meet yeah. your level of mm-hmm. non excitement. Mm-hmm. But I prefer to be excited. I prefer yeah. to smile. I prefer to be animated. So just reminding myself that it is okay to be unapologetically myself. 
And then I'm really trying to work on calming my nervous system because I have lived in a state of hyper arousal for what I'm, I'm 36. So Mm -hmm. 36 years of Mm -hmm. my nervous system just being so on guard to protect myself that it's like, okay, no, let's calm it down. So I, not perfectly, but I try to not overextend myself. Um, I'm learning that I do not have to be busy every minute of the day. And that's really hard for me. Because oh, that's I a big one. In, yeah, I bought into that one. lie and our culture buys yes. into that lie all yes. the time. It's like, if you take space and time for yourself to rest, you are an unproductive human being. What right. are you doing? Right. Lazy. Yeah. Um, not unmotivated. You, you don't, you don't want to get after it. All of right. that. Yeah. And that is I, yes. such a lie mm-hmm. because we are meant for rest. Yes. Yes. You yes. have to rest. Yes. So just learning that mm-hmm. <laughs> those yeah. are my two big ones right now. And then, I mean, even, and I have my trusted resources. I have my people that I can go to, mm-hmm. to just be like, I system. am falling yeah. apart. Please mm-hmm. just let me vent. And then my books. I love my books, my podcasts, just feeding my soul with encouragement, whether it is emotional growth, spiritual growth, mental growth, relational. Um, that's, I have to continue growing. It's a never ending journey. Well, I can, we can all see the growth for sure. You are (laughs) blooming girl. Really, (laughs) truly. And it's so, and another, it just, it's just a side thing that it's just so interesting to me that I, I noticed that people who've experienced trauma or adversity are always when they they're they're very focused on self-improvement and on just like you're saying Mm -hmm. on consuming as much literature as research as they can to sort of seemingly to improve in the areas that they think that they they need a lot of improvement in but it's just so I love how how people who even though they've been you know like you're saying you've been told you're not smart you should not be pursuing this why are you Mm -hmm. wasting your time even with those sort of things going through, you're still like, no, I'm pushing past mm-hmm. that. I do deserve to feed myself. I do deserve to to be to you know encourage myself to pursue interests that I like mm-hmm. to, to yeah. educate myself. So yeah, yeah, Whitney. This as a whole, this entire conversation from you reveal you know uh, start giving us a brief overview of what you had sort of experienced to every, what the breakthroughs that you've had, you know, in the past Mm -hmm. three years, it is so clear that it is um, made such an, a huge impact in your life. And thank you for sharing that with us. Is, is there anything that you want to sort of leave with the audience um, before we wrap up? Sure. Honestly, the biggest thing that I can say is, vulnerability is not weakness. It takes so much strength and courage to put yourself out there, to share hard things, to just be honest with where you're at in life, to ask for help. Like it is hard. It's terrifying. And yes, yes. But the people who are worth your time are going to see your efforts and they're going to see your heart and your genuality 
gen- genuinely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Words don't>. are. <laughs> <laughs> we get it, Shakespeare. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Why are they hard? <laughs> right. Just make them up. Just make them up. That's what I we've do, been doing honestly. all along. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but they're just going to accept you with where you are. And it's, it's okay. And the people who don't see you and honor you where you are, they are not worth your time. Yes. Do not give your energy and space to unworthy people. Yes. Don't do it. Oh my gosh. Another, <laughs> several statements have been made on this recording for sure. <laughs> So hard to remember, but so important. Wow. Thank you, Whitney, so much for sharing and for dropping some, I mean, just purely from the the informational, you know, I loved how we Mm -hmm. differentiated between PTSD and complex PTSD and how that manifests in the brain and how we may see that in our behaviors. I hope that individuals listening to this are people who may be, you know, on the fence about therapy, on the fence about taking the leap to yes. to help yourself, you may feel you're beyond help. No, we this is something that people are going through, but they're going through it. They Yeah. It may seem like such a huge huge burden, like something that just cannot be overcome, but it is something that can be worked through and managed and and yes. self-acceptance and self-love is so yes. important there. Yes. You don't have to, you're not broken. You don't need to be healed, but you can go through the journey of feeling and, and yeah. bringing yourself to the state of where you want to be. Just just like Whitney did, looking at every aspect of your life and saying, yeah. "What? how do I want to feel? What do I want this to look like? No matter what mm-hmm. it looks like now, what do I want it to look like? So. Yeah. yeah, Whitney, yes. again, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. This is such a great conversation for me personally yeah. and also for my listeners. I love these conversations because they're so cathartic. Oh, yeah. they're they really are. Yes, <laughs> they really are. They're needed. They're cathartic. I yeah. hope that it's helpful for you. I hope it's helpful for the listeners. Yeah. And with that, listeners, this is definitely one of the, the best episodes that I can think of in in recent uh, future. I love having conversations that are so candid and so direct. And I hope that you guys loved it too. So with that, please do not forget, I love each and every one of you and bloom where you are planted. Mm